0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Game Notes podcast, a show about the Utah Jazz, who are currently the number one seed in the NBA's Western Conference. I'm Dave Dufour, and it's a Utah Jazz show on the Athletic Podcast Network, and I think that we are contractually obligated to have Tony Jones on just about every episode. So Tony's here. I'm a little indispensable bit late. A little bit late.
1: I am indispensable to this operation, okay? Well, so, the show
0: wouldn't exist without you.
1: Okay. Let's listen. just be honest. But listen, I know that we're the Utah Jazz Podcast, but can we send our condolences to Jason Jones? <laughs> For
0: having to cover so the Sacramento guys, Kings?
1: Guys who are, if you don't know who Jason Jones is, Jason Jones is a dear friend of mine. He's... He, he's one of my better friends in the world, and he is uh, my colleague, our colleague, and he covers the Sacramento Kings for the the Athletic. And we need to send our condolences to him because he has been a Sacramento Kings beat writer for almost a decade. And um, we watched that game last night. I think we all watched that game last night and we were mm-hmm. just like, can you imagine watching the Sacramento Kings team 72 times, 82 times a year? Can you? <laughs> Knowing that they could have had Luka Doncic. Oof. Okay. Don't, yeah, that's pretty let's, rough. Let's not get too far into the weeds. But.
0: I wonder um, if Tim Cato gives Jason Jones a hard time for that.
1: Like, Tim just walks by and just, just flexes yeah. and keeps walking or something.
0: Yeah, you know, Tim, Tim's going to be writing the Luka Doncic book at some point. That's fast. Jason, Jason Jones is going to be like... And Jason hey, Jones this, is
1: going to write the, the, the Marvin Bagley book.
0: The story of Stauskas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sauce Castillo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway, uh, just like we're roasting the Kings, the Jazz just completely roasted the Kings. I mean, 154 points. I, I would say it's embarrassing, but it was more like there was just one team out there. It, it's well, pretty sad. Thing. Look, they they shot 24 of 41 from three, 55 of 86 from the field, so 64% and 58% 58.5% respectively, and for good measure, went 20 of 21 from the free throw line. So
1: wait a minute, their their, their um, shooting splits last night were what? 64, 59, and 90. 95, 95, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So just absurd numbers that they put up in this game. And look, uh, I I know it's it's easy for us to say, oh, it's the Kings and they're so bad. Uh, Hot shooting nights like that, like that could have happened to anybody. It could have happened to Utah. It has happened to Utah.
1: It Um, has happened to Utah. Denver happened to Utah.
0: It's just easy for us to point out that the Sacramento Kings also are just really bad at all this stuff. But, I mean, 152 uh, uh, offensive rating for that game. In a game they scored 154 points in. Pretty good. 103 defensive rating. And, you know, I I think the funniest part is they scored 154 points, and they only had two points. So one made basket from the mid-range. That's a drubbing. Okay, so here's what I saw yesterday.
1: Okay. Um, for any NBA general manager or coach that listens to our podcast, um, <laughs> just any Any
0: random ones that might Any
1: be random awesome. ones, any wannabe scouts, any, anybody who wants to work in the front office, take this advice. Do not ever defend the Utah Jazz or at least this specific Utah Jazz team. By dropping your big in the paint, just don't do it. Just Can't do it. Just don't do it. Not even for a possession, because if you do that, then basically it just comes down to whether the Jazz make or miss the wide open shot that they're about to generate. <laughs> it's, it's, that's basically what it, like you have yep. no, you have you have no power defensively over how that specific possession turns out for the Jazz. It's just all about whether the Jazz maker missed the open shot that they're going to generate, whether – because Rudy Gobert is too good uh, at rolling down the, down the lane. Uh, so you're – you know, Joe Ingles is too good at pick and roll basketball. So you're either going to have to pick your poison. And if you crash the weak side to help, uh, then, you know, you get the Jazz – the Jazz will get you scrambling – With the ball movement, with the way they attack, and then they'll end up with a wide open three. And the Sacramento Kings inexplicably dropped the big in the paint the entire night for forty eight. Even though they
0: and and Rashawn Holmes is a big that can actually play. He can switch. It made no sense to me. It made no sense. I'm looking at. Have we talked about this before? I don't know how Luke Walton has kept that job. I, I don't think that the ownership is cheap there but he's done an awful objectively awful job with that team i mean it's really bad
1: just how do you how do you come out with that defense and then just not sw- listen the jazz are a lot better than they used to be at attacking switching defenses and for how much that they've improved i would say they've improved about 80% in terms of their ability to attack attack, switch, and defense, and that is still 1,000% a better way to go in defending the Utah Jazz than dropping the big into the paint. It's the entire reason why I don't think the Lakers can play Andre Drummond against the Jazz in a, in a playoff
0: series. Right. Well, I because think Anthony Davis has got to be the center in, in, right. in that. If, right.
1: if the Lakers and the Jazz play in a playoff series, Anthony Davis 100% has to be
0: the center. Well, let's start thinking about the playoffs, okay? Because we've only got 10 games to go. That's it. I mean, uh, somehow we're here. I I don't – it snuck up on me, Tony.
1: Yeah, because we're Um, playing a game every single day.
0: Seriously, seriously. (laughs) That's Uh, why. To the
1: point – Remember our podcast when we were like, oh, my God, it's 37 (laughs) games in 71 days. Did you see this? Yeah.
0: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. So, full disclosure, um, yesterday I sat at my desk for 30 minutes getting ready to record this show. That's where I'm at in the season. I I literally spent all day yesterday thinking it was Thursday. But let's think about the playoffs because we actually there's an argument to be made that the the playoffs started last night and we're recording this Thursday, uh, the 29th of April, but there is an argument to be made. There were so many games that had playoff implications, the jazz beating the Kings, notwithstanding because they needed to stay up on the suns. And they're now, as we're recording this one game up on the suns heading into a head to head matchup with the suns on Friday. Now, I don't know if they actually care about the one seed. I do care about the one seed. I think that, especially for Utah, home court advantage is going to be important in this year's playoffs. Given lineup volatility, given uh, season compression, lack of rest, lack of preparation, lack of practice time, I think if you're the home team, you're going to have a real advantage. Add into that the elevation. And I think that Utah should want the number one seed for home court throughout the playoffs. Now, then you got to start thinking about the matchups. And right now, if you're the one seed, you would have to play the winner of Denver and the Lakers. And so I think that stuff is going to start creeping into our minds a little bit. Tony, what do you think?
1: So the, the Jazz have made their top priority getting – getting their roster healthy. That's their top priority. Their second priority is is rhythm heading into the playoffs. So their t- first two priorities are they want to be healthy, they want to be completely healthy, and they want to be playing good basketball going into the playoffs. Then their third priority is seating. Uh, as I wrote today in the athletic, the the seating priority is not as much of an issue as it was. Because the Clippers lost last night, which mm-hmm. basically means that the Jazz are, for all intents and purposes, locked in to a top two seed. They can they can fall to the number three seed by losing half of their games, half of their remaining ten games. Um, um and if they lose half of their remaining ten games, the the, the Los Angeles Clippers. Would have to go eight and zero. So every game that the Clippers lose, that means the Jazz can lose another, uh, basically lose another game from here on out. So, I mean, if the Jazz go six and four, they clinch a top two seed. If they go five and five, uh, they pretty much they 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 don't they have a chance. Uh, the Clippers would have to go undefeated. Um, so in essence the jazz are going to be the number 1 or number 2 seed.
0: So but that's where you've got to pick your poison. Would you rather play the clippers in the second round or potentially the lakers? I don't think the jazz
1: care either way. I think the jazz know they have to beat somebody great in the second round and you know, and because of that they they just want to be healthy and they want to be playing well. So I think playing well uh, coincides with winning games. So, you know, I do think that they're going to go out like tomorrow, right? They're not going to, they're not going to tank tomorrow. They're going to go out and try like hell uh, to, to, to beat the Phoenix Suns, but they're going to go out and try their best to beat the Phoenix Suns without Donovan Mitchell and without Mike Conley. So, you know, they are, they're, they're going to be at a disadvantage. Um, and let's not forget
0: the Lakers aren't locked in at the five spot. They're only a game and a half up on the Mavericks. And, and the it Lakers could be a have a tough run coming
1: up. Mavericks win tonight.
0: Yeah, the Lake, and well, the Lakers have a tough run coming up. They got to play Phoenix next week. They got to play the Clippers. Anthony Davis hasn't looked good. LeBron's still not back. Like the Lakers could very, very easily fall into the six seed, and we might wind up with Clippers Lakers in the first round, which is probably what every other team except for the Clippers and Lakers are rooting for, right? Like get one of them out of there, right? That's the that's I. Uh, I know this is going to sound selfish, but that's kind of the scenario I'm rooting for. I, it gives us the Lakers-Clippers series that we want, and maybe not under the circumstances that we want, because I think we all want Anthony Davis and LeBron to be you know, 100% and rolling coming into the playoffs. But the Clippers are also struggling a little bit. Kawhi has had some injury issues, Patrick Beverly. They're playing well, but I think some of that is that they've had a favorable schedule here, too. Let me ask you know, this, something. This with year's the playoffs is going to be wild. I, it's like wide open. It's all I can talk about right now.
1: Let me ask you something with the Lakers. Are you are you worried about them at all? I mean, I need to see know, what are they one. What are they one and four with Anthony Davis?
0: Something like that. I mean, look, the offense has struggled big time. The defense is there, right? Like, so we know we're not worried about that. The offense has struggled. LeBron should buoy that and and lift it. Um. But the question is, what is he going to look like? Is he going to be diminished at all? Is he going to be a step behind or a step slow like Anthony Davis has been so far? I don't know. Anthony Davis looks rusty to me. And we've never really seen that from LeBron. This is the most games we've ever seen him miss. So I think the, there are a lot of the, question marks. The thing with Anthony
1: Davis that's getting me is that he doesn't look like he's in shape. And that's,
0: well, he couldn't really work out, though. That's right, the thing.
1: Right. So that's not a typical considering right. injury that he had. And, I mean, it's not affecting his shot making. He's making shots, but it, you can see it. You can really, really see it defensively.
0: Like, Isn't this what his, shut down Mike Conley a couple of years ago? Was it a tendinosis or was it just tendinitis?
1: It, uh, it was a very bad hamstring uh, that caused him no, to no, miss 20-something. No. had it wasn't yeah, an, Achilles. It an Achilles. No, it was a hamstring. You're talking about last year as it was a hamstring? No, I'm talking about in Memphis. Oh, that was tendinosis, yes.
0: Yeah, and and remember, they just shut him down for a right. year. And I was right. worried that was going to ha- happen with Anthony Davis uh, in particular because I I think that the Kevin Durant injury is so front of mind right now every time a guy has a strained calf or anything like that. But I thought that they might shut him down. But, I mean, clearly he's he's healthier. He wouldn't be out there, but he, he definitely doesn't look right. And I wonder if, if LeBron will be, you know, is he able to walk right in, play five regular season games, and be at peak first round of the playoff level LeBron? I don't know. Well, he's going to have to be. Right, because even the Nuggets aren't pushovers. Even without Jamal Murray, like, they've been balling.
1: I mean, my thing, I mean, when you look at this Laker offense right now, like, I mean, it's the same as it ever was. LeBron's going to have to to be able to create um, a real lion's share of 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 the offense, and and I think he's, you know, there's a burden on him. He's going to, you know, have to go 30, uh, eight assists, eight rebounds per night, you know, because um, they just don't they just struggle to 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 create. Um, Without him, I'm supr- I'm most surprised at Dennis Schroeder. You know, I thought that you know, with the the added freedom and everything, he he'd be able to, you know, not be Kyrie, but at least be Kyrie light.
0: Well, if LeBron, uh, see, but that's the thing, though, right? Like he's not that player. And if LeBron was there, and if Anthony Davis was there, I think that we would feel like the Schroeder thing has sort of worked out for them. I still think he's been a mostly good player for them, but it's a different. Perspective without those two guys completely. I mean, every player on that on that roster looks different without LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, let's let's be honest; those two are the ultimate ship raisers. You know, like they they are the rising tide right, for the rest right, of the guys on that roster. Right. And so, if they're not a hundred percent, which Anthony Davis is very clearly not one hundred percent, right? And we don't know about LeBron. And so, you have one of those guys not one hundred percent. You start. You have to start saying, okay, it's a little bit open. Now, if LeBron comes back and he looks rough and they're the sixth seed and they've got to play the Clippers in the first round and let's say Kawhi has, you know, maybe they've been milking this to to get extra rest or something. That's dangerous for the Lakers. Right. And it's great for Utah. I Look, I, I've been talking myself into the last two days, Utah really making a finals run because of being the number one seed. I think it's going to help them a lot.
1: Well, I think they have, I mean, you know, I've been saying it all year. I mean, they have a chance. They have it at the very least. They have a puncher's chance. You know, they are a, an explosive and unique team. They are a team that shoots, you know, 45 three pointers a game, but at the same time, they touch the paint off the dribble.
0: And you're not worried. You're not worried about rel- over reliance on role players making shots. When you get into the playoffs, you you don't think this team is likely to run into a Houston Rockets 0 for 27 scenario. I mean, obviously that's super unlikely, but you know what I'm saying. Maybe just go cold for three games and, and shoot sub 20% from 3 in a playoff series. Not worried about that at all.
1: No, because they have a home run hitter. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a home run hitter. I mean, it's true. they they my th- you know, they can miss you know, however many shots that they miss and Donovan Mitchell could still just say, "Okay, I'll just go ahead and get 40." And and he's trust he's proven that he can do that under playoff pressure. So, you know, as as long as Donovan is healthy, offensively, I think they're going to be able to create, I mean, be able to compete with anybody, you know, whether they're making shots, whether the role players are making shots or not. And that's where the home court advantage comes in. And that's where I agree with you, because what happens at home, the role players typically make shots.
2: That's right. Right.
1: Where do the role players typically struggle? They typically struggle on the road.
2: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone?
0: I guess it's next Friday, Thursday, Friday, something like that. They have four games between today and then. And, of course, the big one, the Suns Friday night. And this is the most important game of the year, I think, because this is for control of the West. And if the Suns win, you're tied for the one seed. But then you've got to play Toronto and then back-to-back against San Antonio next week. There are no pushovers in the next four games for sure. And, and you're going to really,
1: and you're going to do it at minimum you're going to do it without Mike Conley. And, it and, depends pr- and on, probably Donovan Mitchell, right? Probably, depending on what the evaluation says on Saturday, Donovan Mitchell as well.
0: Yeah, so, cuz the hope is, you know, to be healthy for the playoffs. So I think it's you could you could probably assume that at least one of those Spurs games he's not going to play in. Right. Right. So they got the Suns Friday. How how are you feeling about that game? You you know, I'm I'm on the fence. The Suns have been playing good basketball. I mean, you you would have to,
1: um, if, you know, you you have to give the Suns a a, a significant. Um, you have to give the Suns a significant edge, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no Mike Conley, there's no Donovan Mitchell. The Suns are not the Sacramento Kings. They're not dumb enough to sit
0: in, <laughs> in right <the> <laughs> coverage <Yeah. laughs> for forty eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, but the Suns. So the Suns have. Right. I, I don't think they've got Jay Crowder uh, or Dario Saric tonight. Now, that being said,
1: this is I, the I game. I do have a anyway. Here's a good question for you. What do you yeah. think of the Jazz's jumbo lineup that they've been trotting out? In the jumbo lineup that they've been trotting out um, over the last few games, sporadically. Joe Ingles at point guard, Boyan Bogdanovich at the two, George Niang at the three, Ursan Ilyasova at the four, and Rudy Gobert at the five. What do you think of that?
0: I mean, I think that that's all fine and good, but it, there's such a limited utility for that. There are not a lot of teams that you're able to go that big against and, and keep everybody on the court. Now, Joe Ingles does help you a lot because he can, you know, he's able to guard smaller point guards, which is such a funny thing to say about Joe Ingles. But, you know, we all remember him guarding Chris Paul, but he's just an effective, smart, pick-and-roll defensive player. So you can can have him out there to guard some smaller guards, but I I just think that the likelihood of a team sticking with a, a lineup that allows you to keep all those guys on the court for any significant amount of time, especially in the playoffs, I think is pretty slim. I think that lineup could get run pretty easily mm-hmm. if a team just immediately made an adjustment. Right. But it's the regular season, so I'm all for it. To me, I actually think teams should be playing bigger during the regular season just to you know use those guys on the bench to, to get your, your more important players more of a rest. So if a guy is kind of playing up a position, definitely try to sneak a rest. So I'm all for it. I mean, playing Ilya Sova right now is great. Because I don't think he's going to play a ton in the playoffs.
1: Uh, I would say this. I would say that Ilya Sova's played a lot, a lot better than anticipated, and I think that the the Jazz uh, brass are are are, are um, you know pleasantly surprised is the word yeah. I the phrase I would use with you know not only how well he shot the ball but you know how you know I mean he's defended to his capability and. Mm-hmm. and you know, he's, 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 he's made an impact. Like he made he's an impact draw on that charges. First, right. He's going to draw he's charges. Gonna tip he's going to out. The floor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: You know, so, he I mean, hasn't sign him.
1: And I think he's, he's been good within the overall scheme. Like he, he's a scheme, you know, you play Madden and, and it says scheme fit, you know, Ersan Ilyasova had that purple flag on him if this were like NBA 2K, because it would say scheme fit. He's a scheme well, fit. He, he was in guy. Milwaukee.
0: Yeah, he was in yeah. Milwaukee. We, we saw it. Um, So this game, this game Friday. Okay. We, we just saw this game a few weeks ago. DeAndre Ayton was fantastic. How do you feel about this game? I, I'm leaning Phoenix. I, I think just Phoenix is on a nice run right now. You mentioned no Donovan, no Mike Conley with that backcourt. I just think it's, that's too much.
1: That's too much. Phoenix will win by 10. I wouldn't be right. surprised if the Jazz are competitive through three quarters of the game and then finish just, just you know, down the stretch. First of all, it's just so hard to beat Phoenix in in clutch minutes because of Chris Paul.
0: Right, um, and you know the mid range is going to be there, and he's right. going to hit it.
1: It's it's just now insanely difficult to 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 beat Chris Paul in a clutch.
0: Now I'd be interested to see if if Joe Ingles is guarding Chris Paul down the stretch. Maybe mix yeah. it up a little bit. Just try it out at least. See if he can still handle it. Uh, they got the Raptors uh, Sunday night, and the Raptors are not pushovers, but they're not really that good. They're dealing with some injury issues. I think the Jazz likely win that game.
1: Uh back to back, third game in four nights. I wouldn't be shocked if they struggle.
0: You gonna take? You gonna give them an L, or are you giving them a win?
1: I don't know if I'm giving them an L, but I think that's a close game.
0: Okay. Then they got the Spurs. Uh, they play the Spurs in in a series, so two games in a row. Not a back-to-back. There is there is a night off in between. Um, Spurs are tough, man, and and they're no longer – like, they're in the play-in. But they are jockeying for position to a certain degree. Like, I, I think that they would like to be the eighth seed because then you only got to win one game and you're in. Um So it's not going to be a cakewalk, but they're also not as talented as Utah.
1: Yeah, not as talented. But DeMar DeRozan gets into the mid range. Uh, I'll take the Jazz. jazz. I'll take
0: the Jazz in both. Okay, I got the Jazz in game one, and I got the Spurs in game two. I'll take the Jazz in both. Let's break this tie. All right. Well, I was going to say this. This would break the tie. We're we're actually yeah. both.
1: We're yeah. We're we're we're, 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 we're nine and right
0: thirty nine or thirty eight and twenty right now. We both are. Yeah,
1: we're both thirty eight and twenty. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Jazz three out of four this week.
0: Yeah, and I got them going two and two. Um, so you know we'll see how that works out. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Look, the the Suns Jazz Friday night biggest game of the year. Tony, you're going to write on this game, right? Um, Of course. Okay. So everybody, make sure you check that out Saturday morning over at The Athletic. Go and check that out because I know it's going to be huge. This game is super important for the playoffs. So definitely check it out. Uh, And that's it for this show, folks. We'll be back next week with another episode of Game Notes podcast.
2: For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFore. Thanks for listening.